Welcome to the latest podcast from the Plastic Surgery Journal Club. Each month we review an appraiser journal article, typically from PRS, and summarize it for you in this podcast. The full journal can be obtained from the PRS website. Welcome to the August 2019 Plastic and Reconstructive Surgery Journal Club, coming to you from Sydney, Australia. My name is Damien Murici, and I'm here with Dr. Anthony Penner from the Children's Hospital at Westmead, and we are talking about assessing retrobulbar hyaluronidase as a treatment for filler-induced blindness in a cadaver model. This is by Drs. Pap et al. from the University of California. And this was published in the August 2019 PRS. So, Anthony, what was this paper about? Well, this paper and this topic, I think, has been featured pretty prominently at Journal Club over the last few sessions. Um, as it's become popularised recently, uh, and, and I think a lot of people have heard about the risks of uh, dermal fillers, particularly around the eye and glabella regions, um, an extension of the, uh, well, there's different types of dermal fillers, but the most common is hyaluronic acid gel, um, an extension into the ophthalmic artery causing blindness. Um, so this paper uh, was done in response to the advocation of using hyaluron- hyaluronidase injections in the retrobulbar space as a treatment for uh, filler-related ischemic events. Um, I guess it had been suggested by some authors that a retrobulbar, the approach for injection, may be able to treat this. Um, but the, its ability to diffuse through the dural sheath and parenchyma of the optic nerve into the central retinal artery has not previously been explored. So that's what these authors did. They uh, aimed to identify if hard, hard uronidase can diffuse into the human optic nerve in vitro um, to treat a filler-induced occlusion of the central retinal artery. Okay. So, how did they look to assess whether this particular technique may be effective to treat retinal artery occlusion by filler injection? Well, obviously, this is an extremely rare, rare event. Yeah. Um, and at, at this stage, what was available to the authors it was an experimental trial with human, human in vitro tissue. Um, and so, what they've done is they've taken six, six optic nerves took six optic nerves ranging in length from 12 to 20 millimetres um, and they obtained these from inoculation of three recently deceased cadavers. Um, the attachment between each optic nerve and its globe was retained throughout the study to ensure a watertight seal at the proximal end of the retina. So with the first nerve, they left it as a control, so they put it to the side and um, uh, left at a physiological temperature. The second nerve had 150 international units of hyaluronidase injected into it as a control. The third nerve had high hyaluronic acid gel filler with 0.3% lidocaine injected along the length of the nerve. They used a 19-inch gauge needle for this, and this was to stimulate vascular uh, simulate a vascular occlusion of the sheath central retinal artery. The fourth nerve had both uh, hyaluronic acid and hyaluronidase injected into it. The fifth nerve um, had hyaluronic acid injected in, and then this was submerged in the saline bath for 20 minutes. And then the final nerve had hyaluronic acid injected in, and then this was submerged in a bath of undiluted Hylan X 
or hyaluronidase for 20 minutes also. So in essence, they've taken the nerves, they've exposed them uh, to hyaluronic acid. Uh, they've also trialed what would happen if you injected the hyaluronidase directly into one of the nerves. And then for, the, uh, for two of them, they've submerged them in what would be the equivalent of having hyaluronidase injected into the retral bulb space um, when they submerged in the hyalinex. And the other one, they just saw what would happen if you put it in saline. So they've effectively controlled for multiple different outcomes, but only one of these nerves was really exposed to what would be what we'd look for as the, as the outcome. Yeah. In other words, uh, the one where the hyaluronic acid is inside the nerve, being directed directly into it, and then it's bathed in a solution. Right. Yeah. So, so, so one of these nerves had both the gel and the acid, uh, the hyaluronidase injected directly in. So, it's, and you're saying, well, what happens if it got right in? This would be the outcome. You know, it doesn't break down what's inside if you inject it straight. But another two two other nerves had what was one was submerged in hyaluronidase, which is what would happen if you injected into the retrobulbar space, right? So, in essence, they recreated that whole bathing of uh, the the nerve. And then another one, they said, well, how do we know it's not just you know, if we don't just put in some sort of fluid, something will happen. So they just put one in saline as well, which exactly. I thought was very reasonable to control. And what did they find? Well, I think their outcomes were uh, just disappointing for those that would be a proponent of this method of treatment. They found that there was no gross or histochemical evidence of hyaluronic acid digestion following the incubation of the hyaluronic acid gel injected in the optic nerve in the undiluted hyaluronidase bath. In essence, what were the, the, the nerve that was put that had been injected into the bath, there was no breakdown um, of the, uh, the filler in that nerve. They also found that the nerve that had been injected with the hyaluronidase and also had the hyaluronic acid gel um, showed uh, grossly and histochemically apparent partial digestion of the filler. So when you injected both in to the nerve, it would break down if, even though it was not complete. And that the optic nerve immersed in either saline or hyaluronidase bath demonstrated partial diffusion of the hyaluronic acid gel into the intermeningeal space from the optic nerve parenchyma compared to those without optic nerve um, immersion, uh, but without any breakdown of that product. So in essence, both, we, we, if you emerge them, uh, submerge them both in the bars, a similar thing happened, but that was not the breakdown of the products. In essence, the, 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 the gel would, would diffuse out into the intermeningeal space. Yeah. So the outcome was similar, um, which was a credit to them using the saline bath as a control because it showed that, that the hyaluronidase bath really made no difference. So what conclusions do they then draw from these experiments? So their conclusion directly from the paper was that the benefits of reversing filler-induced blindness with retroorbital injection are tentative given the results and that previously demonstrated lack of efficacy in vivo. Um, further studies examining alternate routes are needed. Um, I think when looking at this paper, there, there are positives and negatives. I think the good thing about this paper was that they effectively set up the controls. Um, and I think they've done a reasonable job considering the difficulty in trying to assess this. They also address the limitations um, of using a cadaver, noting that this process is a passive process, right? And so they expected that uh, the diffusion would be improved using a cadaver as opposed to, uh, you know, a live subject. Um, I guess there are problems though. Uh, 
only a single specimen was used to trial the study question and so more data points would have definitely been useful. Um, there was non-standardised volumes of injection. Uh, they noted that there was a range between 0.75 mils and 1.5 mils that were injected in each nerve. Additionally, when you go and look at the, the, the cuts that were made, because all, all the nerves were cut up, you can see that there were different volumes um, in each slice, uh, in some of the slices, suggesting that it's not uniform. Um, I think there was a effective a good discussion paper by Dr. De Lorenzi um, who noted uh, that there was a lack of testing on whether the amount of filler used could be dissolved in the hyaluronidase in time. I guess he also questions um, the ability of hyaluronidase to dissolve uh, uh, acid in the setting of uh, retinal artery occlusion and whether this would effectively be able to be done within a 90 minute time frame and or window. I guess the overall take-home message I, I took from this article is that we, we need to investigate alternate routes as this may or may not be an effective solution. Yeah. Mm. So, unfortunately, we still don't have the answer to this rare but devastating complication. Mm. Thank you for listening. For more of our podcasts, head to soundcloud.com or subscribe to us on iTunes and search Plastic Surgery Journals. Remember to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Thanks also to the PRS Journal team for their ongoing support.